Hello, my precious prickly pagodas. Welcome back to another episode of 26 and Under. <laughs> Today we talk about Samurai Champloo, joined by me, Robert, also. Like, Gabe, why do you always butcher the grammar every time you get to this point? <laughs> Sir, it's an art. It is an also, art. Also, here is one prickly Henry. <laughs> what, what, prickly pagodas, what is, what is, what? Sir, that's alliteration, my friend. Okay. Also, Matt is here. Hi. A, a prickly pagoda is alluding to a cactus. But we're in we're in Edo, Japan. They don't know what a cactus looks like. <laughs> I know. So that opening made as much sense as the baseball episode. No, no, no. The baseball episode made tons of sense. What are you Did talking it? about? Okay. Anyways, Robert. So what anime did we watch this week? I said you Samurai Champloo. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Because you were too busy laughing. I was too busy. <laughs> Dealing with prickly pagodas. Dealing with pretty, your intro. Pretty prickly, prickly pagodas. Pretty. Alliteration. It comes in threes. Um, but yes, the show Samurai Champloo, an anime from 2004? 2004, yeah. 2004. Um, that is by Studio... Uh, Madlo, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. I think that's what the studio was named. Um, it is about two samurai and a girl from a town venturing off to go find a samurai that smells of sunflowers. Good plot, yeah. Good plot. Well, we usually plot sell done. the plot later on. I'm saying the overarching because there is one. There is just one. All right. So first impressions. We'll start with Rob. Sure. Uh, I heard about this show a long time ago. It aired on Toonami, but I never watched it. My brother did. He said he enjoyed it. And I watched the first episode while I was at work. And a couple of the other people that sit around me saw I was watching it. And they've seen it as well. Um, and they said, oh, you'll enjoy it. And um, they were 60% right. And I enjoyed it. But I didn't think it was as amazing as they were saying it was. Uh, that's not discrediting it. It was still a good show. I just it. My expectations were set at a minimum, and they did not go to where I thought they would. They did not meet your 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 floor. Kind of. All right, I'll probe you later because I'm going to have to ask you a couple of questions. <laughs> Wait until we rank it, my boot. But um. So I watched this when I first started getting into anime like seven or eight years ago. Like this was just on the list of stuff you could find on Netflix at the time. Yeah. This is also on the list of like go watch this thing if you want to watch if you want to get into anime. And uh, when I first watched it, I didn't know that the person that made Cowboy Bebop was also in charge of this. Like, I was just like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's Cowboy Bebop, but instead of jazz, it's hip-hop, and instead of, like, <laughs> instead of <laughs> it being you, a Western film, it's a samurai yeah. film. And then and then you learn the other thing, and you're like, oh, he just likes making this kind of weird yeah, shit. Yeah, he just does this. I mean... <laughs> and then I found Space Dandy, and when you're, when you're really good at it. <laughs> when you're really good at just going, what if, what if music genre plus story or writing setting. type yeah plus setting with characters <laughs> that are written really well 
and we just have 26 episodes of bullshit. Yeah. And then I just leave my palette at that. I don't want to move it farther than it has to be. All right. So we'll go, since we're going down the line in order, I guess I'm next. Uh, I watched this back in Toonami days when it, I think it's second run through on Toonami because I definitely was not old enough or not, not, not that I wasn't old enough to like disobey my parents and watch it. But like, I was not super into anime back in 2004. Um, definitely watched it in high school on Toonami. I didn't watch, but it was uh, interspersed. Like I never got the full sit and watch it through till like, I was able to watch it uh, online, and I've always liked this show. This show is great. Has like phenomenal, phenomenal English voice cast. Um, like, uh, and I, until recent, like in more recent years, I've learned names like oh, Shinichiro Watanabe and everything. When I first watched this, I was just like, this is a cool anime with cool fights and cool characters. I didn't really care about the musical influences. Was not my type of music back in the day. So, yeah, that's about me. I I liked it. I've always liked it. Henry. Uh, so when I was younger, I've seen bits and pieces of episodes, and then rewatching this, I realized I've only ever seen bits and pieces of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, this was super enjoyable. I liked it a lot. I'm down with this. Down, yeah. down with, down with rap and samurais. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, cool. So that's all our first impressions. Let's now get to this character rundown. We got whole lengthy cast of characters here. So I put them in order of most relevance. Because our most most screen time. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> the entire like, plot centers around one person, Matt. I know, and it's, on the, and it's on the bottom of the three person list. I mean, they <laughs> we, they are all important. I mean, we'll start with Foo then. Yeah. Yeah. We'll like start Fu. with actual main character Fu. I like Fu as a character. I like Fu's English voice actress. Why? Because it's Haruka's, and that's why. It's the only reason. Uh, so Fu is a girl who, in the start of the series, is working in a tea house. Tea house. Yep. Um, mm. She ends up this, or she ends up going on a journey to find a samurai who smells of sunflowers. And enlists the help of two other of two wandering Ronin, who are who. Uh, I don't one's know. just a bandit. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're referred to in the plot synopsis as wandering Ronin, but yes, Mugen is just a bandit, I mean, and then Jean is an so. actual Ronin samurai. Yeah. Ronin are masterless samurai. Mugen serves no one but himself. Yeah. Yeah. He does not have a master. He's a masterless samurai. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> no, no, no. My brain. <laughs> they're they're samurai boys. He's not. He's not a Ronin. Anyways, so he's a Rune Two. Talk. We'll we'll get back to yelling about Mugen <laughs> in when a we bit. Get to him. But Fu's a fifteen-year-old girl. She's very uh, energetic, 
and can eat a truck full. Uh, and always it gets captured. Always if, it gets is, if it is free, she can eat an infinite amount of food. Yeah. yeah. And always gets captured. Always. And huh. then most Constantly. of the time, also almost gets sold into sex slavery. Constantly. 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 So she is that damsel in distress thing, but it's not like a. Well, yeah, because she. It's an, it's, it's a breakdown of the. Not a she's, breakdown. I don't know what the word of it is. She's the thing that needs bodyguards because she actually cannot fight. She doesn't fight like ever in the series, as far as I can remember. I think she stabs a, or she bites a person's finger. <laughs> I think she yes. stabs someone. Maybe I think I she know. does stab someone once. I don't remember what it was. I don't either. But like all all of her conflicts are never her fighting people. It's always her getting captured and then yep. Mugen or Jin fighting the people. A lot of her conflicts are more uh, interpersonal. Interpersonal, ones. yeah, yeah. But her character is very well done. Um, as he, as she like she's written like she's a fifteen year old girl. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like. Yeah. Not really candy 15 year old yeah. girl. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> the best part is that uh both uh she is constantly like you guys are all falling for me and they're like no. No. Nobody said no one ever. Nobody is falling for you in your party. No. Cuz there's like They want to get away from only you. Only really one episode where she's like oh yeah, yeah, candy, yeah that. but that's like it. Yeah. To one person. <laughs> oh no, no, there's two because she's also because also the graffiti episode. The oh the yeah. two the two dumbasses like her. No, dumb. Oh no, you're right. They didn't. You're no, right. yeah, they didn't like her. They, they didn't like they her. Liked, they liked, liked the squirrel. Her pet. The chipmunk. Uh, so that's that's about Fu's character. Like, she's the like tried and true damsel in distress, and yeah. like. The heart of the party. And she's also the plot driving forward. But she's yeah. like really well written for being the uh, plot pathfinder, I guess I should say. Yeah. She's walking in the direction of the plot. So like if she was not here, it would just be Mugen and Jin walking into town, fighting things and then fighting each other and then walking out of town and then walking into town. They I would mean, have never even like yeah, if it wasn't for her, been together. One of them would have killed the other one. Yes, oh, they yeah, would yeah. have fought until one of them died. Or both died in that fire. Oh, no. I think, yeah. it, I think it's assumed that both would have died in that fight. Yeah. Yeah, probably. No, not in the fight, in the fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the fire. The 100%. Yeah. Tea house on fire. Oops. Yeah. Oops. So now we'll go to Mugen, who is... Effectively got the second most amount of plot in the series. Well, yeah, he's like, ah, uh, no, I think him and Gene both got an equal amount. Gene is not does not have episodes that focus on him. Gene is more uh, su- subtly sprinkled throughout episodes. Yeah, uh, what his deal is. I don't know. I think I think they all actually get relatively well screen time apart. Yeah, and then together. Well, like, cause so. So the thing there's, is, is that there's Mugen, episodes with Mugen interacting with other people, and it's a lot more often than Gene interacting with other people because yeah. Gene is to himself a lot of the time. Well, what what I'm when saying we is like always get episodes with Gene. It's always backstory episodes. Well, like Gene, like when we, we get those episodes, but we never like learn. Like we all all we know, and every time that we get Gene episodes, it's just Gene killed his master. Gene killed his master. Gene killed his master. It's funny because we're talking about Mugen right no. now. No, 
This is what I remember most of his backstory so episodes. There is being. like, but but why don't we save episodes? this? Why don't we save this when we talk about Jin and instead let's talk about Mugen? Okay. Yes. So, anyways, back to talking about Mugen. Mugen is an asshole. He's pretty much as Gable described him a band. He's effectively a bandit, walking around just like doing whatever he wants. He is very brash. Brash, assholey, voiced by Steve Bloom. Because he's tap dancing around so the plot. Back to the Ronan conversation. Break dancing. A Ronan would imply Mugen has a sense of honor, which he does not. You're uh, correct. No. Also, formal training. Yeah, that too. <laughs> no. The man just break dances, <laughs> and it's effective. Except when playing baseball. <laughs> oh, except when playing baseball. Especially. What is that man doing? <laughs> but Mugen, um, I would say out of the three characters, Mugen was the one, and it's probably going to be an unpopular one, but it's the character that I liked the least out of the three main. I mean, I so, can't, I can't fault you yeah. for liking this character. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't like his. I can't, archetype. I can't fault anyone for not liking any. Of these I don't characters. like his archetype whatsoever. But I, I like the asshole. I just, I can't get behind him. Like he, he is at the bottom of the three. So and Fu's at the top. So um, my favorite part about Mugen is that he's actually drawn like a Japanese person and yeah. doesn't look like yeah. an anime as fuck person. Like, 100%. Yep. Every time there's like in between frames with his fights, he looks like he's like putting his full fucking force into it. Yeah. It's great. I, I like Mugen a lot. Mugen's one of my favorite. Uh, like out of the three characters, Mugen is probably my favorite. Um, That's just because he's brash and asshole and like he's the one that causes a lot of shenanigans. Oh yeah. He causes all the problems. Like, Gene only causes problems in, like, two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Gene, Gene normally, his, like, episodes are normally, like, he has a problem with the structure of things. Yeah. To be honest, I think, actually, it's more the issue stumbles upon them, and then Mugen exacerbates it. Typically, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's just Mugen starts the problem. Yeah. Mugen goes, oh, I'm going He gonna. either starts or escalates the problem. Yeah. Oh, he always escalates a problem. He always escalates a problem. <laughs> he, he has you look at him funny like, uh... The question is whether or not he actually started it. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So, lastly, we have Gene. Uh, who is a Ronin. Yes. yes. Who is very much... He, Gene is very much main character of Samurai Flick. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's a titular Samurai. <laughs> like... Like, I think of Samurai, I think of Jin. And that's why I, I gravitated towards him as the cooler of the two samurai because and another thing too is that like he's like stereotypical movie samurai but he's also like got his small character quirks that usually like he can't hold liquor well that and like it usually comes out when there's something wrong with the society in the town yeah so like a lord's being an asshole he still has a sense of what's right and what's wrong it's not a sense of what's right and what's wrong. It's a sense of what he feels is right and what is wrong. It's the same reason why he refused to be an assassin with his master. Yeah. Yeah. He has he's, ideals he's that he very, kept. He's very much a, like, I'm on my high horse. I'm going to solve this problem my way. Yeah, he's an, an ideals man. Yeah. And he kept his ideals this way. And he's, <laughs> and unlike Mugen, who is all up, uh, all out in the open about like what he's interested in and everything. Jin most of the time is just like pushes glasses up, 
like interest interest in girls sometimes like when they both go to the uh geisha house and yeah he's, and he's just like uh oh uh, that one i want <laughs> like he's never actively being a pervert around people while mugen will actively just start groping girls and like yep. flirting i didn't do this out of sympathy i have ulterior demands. <laughs> oh my god but yeah uh, I can't really say a whole lot about Jin's character more than we've said because like he's he's a very introverted person, and when you put him in an on like not necessarily an ensemble, but when it's focused on like a journey, and it's about character interactions and what characters are thinking, what we really get like into Jin's character, it's usually through his backstory or with him interacting with the other like downtrodden members of society, so like the geisha or uh. The fuck! What was his name? The kid? No, no. There, there was a. I'm ringing it right now, but uh, another example would be the uh, two graffiti kids that in- oh. that inherited the yeah. uh, the dojo from his one friend. Yeah, because he's like, these guys are assholes and they don't know what they're doing, but I'm going to support them because I was told to. And I'm going to support them in our, their ideals. Like, even if they're not like masters of the sword or anything like that, like, I'm still supporting them. Yeah. And also, his swords are very special. Yeah. To him. They're, they're, they're very well, special uh, to him. All, all samurai's swords are special. Sir, I don't think Mugen cares for his sword. Well, Mugen's no. not a Mugen's samurai. Mugen's not a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> we just established like, this. Mugen gives no shits about what weapon he is holding. The it is man obvious. was a pirate. Yeah. He was a pirate. <laughs> like <laughs> straight up. We 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 had already determined Mugen does not give a flying fuck about any of the samurai codes or Bushido codes. That is the uh, he is the exact opposite of Jean, where like, Jean is if Bushido. Mugen, if all Mugen the way. does something right, it's because Mugen feels like doing it. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Oh, I remembered now. You learn a lot more about Bushidoism from the Holland dude. Yeah, it's yep. really funny. <laughs> it's fucking weird. But All it's right. funny. All right, let's get into this because there's a lot of episodes that like people like to talk like uh, people want to talk about and there's very little things to talk yeah. about in characters. So this was an interesting the episodes were broken down interesting because there's like the overarching plot of them traveling to meet this samurai and then we have episodes in between yeah like you can definitely tell through like sprinkled in dialogue that like okay so this takes place after the checkpoint or this takes place after they left Edo. yeah this takes place yeah yeah but like like it has a similar quality to cowboy bebop where like a majority of these episodes could effectively be watched in a random order. Like you, you no, want to watch this them. one's different. Like this, be- this feels like because they to string do, together. If he had to do Bebop again, I feel like this is what he would have done. Yeah, where he would have had a like correlating journey, but you just have it in an episodic. Yeah. So like, could you theoretically like watch the blind the blind assassin and then watch like the the border crossing one yes but some details might seem a little odd i mean i can assure you that whenever toonami wants to run reruns of this they don't play them in order (laughs) 
Well, yeah, because most people most people already know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, like your first watch through, you can watch this no problem. But like subsequent watch throughs, you can just watch episodes whenever. I mean, it's the the same thing with Avatar: The Last Airbender. They put shit on in a completely fucking random order, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Even though it has like an actual progression, Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go into this. So episodes one and two are the introduction to all our characters and getting them all together and working and the setup of the world. And yeah, I mean, well, yeah, not necessarily the setup of the world. It just gives you the tone. Yeah, it gives you the tone of the story and brings you into we are in Edo era Japan because they assume you know what Edo era Japan is like. Yeah, this is not this is not made for westerners. This is made for Japanese people because it doesn't really go it it expects you to understand how Japan works. A lot of the explanations into Edo era Japan in the English dub were put there by the English dub people to kind of like do some explanations. Some of them? Yeah. Like a good portion of them are like this is alternate history Edo period like how uh Later on, the artist that does the piece on Fu inspires Van Gogh to make his son. Oh, that's so silly. <laughs> that is very silly. <laughs> uh, so episodes one and two start with, or episode one starts with Fu in the tea house. Um, she's, sir, or there's some assholes in the tea house. Um, Mugen just want, uh, they're, they're being like rude and annoying. Mugen mm-hmm. wanders in. Mugen's a broke bitch. Well, I mean, he's a vagrant. Of I mean, yeah. they're all broke. Yeah. <laughs> they all broke. Mugen wa- wanders, Mugen stumbles in, goes, I'll take care of those annoying samurai if you just give me food. And the samurai start getting really annoying. So she, and start threatening her life. So she decides. Well, she she did kind of trip and spill tea on one of them. Yeah. That's totally her fault. And it's like, oh, for penance, we're going to take your finger. Yeah. Ah. And then Mugen goes wild, kills all of them. Most of them. Most of them. But at the same time, we are also seeing what is going on with Jin. Yeah. Over. Uh, dealing with uh, a contractor talking with the mayor, governor, whatever they're called. Yeah, the equivalent. Yeah. The 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 head person of that town, and he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill this man. And then he ends men's whole careers. Well, yeah. He kill, he kills the person because the person's being unjust and not, fa- and not, not in Gene's personal code of beliefs. Yeah. But at the same time, Mugen's dealing with the son of the person that Jin is dealing with. Yeah. Yep. I believe it's a governor. So let's just call it a governor. We'll just call it a governor then. Um, and then he's like, oh, Mugen, this this is one of the redeeming things that I think, not redeeming, honestly. Uh, this is one of the things that I actually enjoyed a little bit about Mugen is that his lack of actually caring about consequences. Yeah. Like the delinquency, I think I can get behind... Like where he just like I'm gonna snap a finger for every second it takes <laughs> I'm you to break a finger for to every bring second. those guys over here. Guess what? The guys are actually dead. Doesn't matter. One. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. Let's just break all. Yeah, of them. yeah. break all the fingers. <laughs> and then and then Gene walks in. Gene walks in. He's like, oh yeah, they're not coming. They're dead. I'm like, oh, so you killed them. You're powerful. Ooh. Let's fight. Fight. Let's fight, and then one guy comes back and says, "Like I'm gonna burn this fucker to the ground." 
and he burns the tea house to the ground. Burns tea house. While those two try to fight in the burning tea house. Yep. And Fu gets them all out of there, and then goes. Now you two help me get to the sunflower samurai. We're missing. You skipped the whole part. They get kid. They first get captured after the tea house burns. Oh yeah, yeah. Fu runs away. The owners are dead. No, the owners aren't dead. Oh, they didn't die? No, no everyone else got out. Oh, Everybody got out. Got out. They, the, the owners are going to go leave town. They uh, offer Jean to go with them and then, or no, um, Fu to go with them. And she goes, no, I think I think there's something I need to do. And then she goes and breaks those two out Cause before they're gonna be their execution. Yeah. yeah. And then starts this whole, like, I need I forgot the execution part. I yeah. need these bombs, like foo. What do you need bombs for? Let me get these bombs. I need these bombs. Yeah, and uh, you know she stops the execution beforehand. They cause a ruckus, get their weapons back, and then as they're all running away from the town, towns in disarray, and then they're about to fight each other again. And she's like, "Wait, before you kill each other, I'm gonna flip this coin." Yeah, if yeah, had because she's like. We made a deal. I got you out. You helped me find the seven yeah. samurai. Yeah. So she flipped the coin. If heads, they join her. If tails, they no, no, go. No, if heads, they kill each other. If tails, yeah. they join her. And so she and flipped the coin tails. and told them it was tails, and they went. Okay, you win flip. <laughs> then the <laughs> second episode continues with the guy that bur- that was burning down the tea house, wanting to go kill them. Yep. Still, because he lost his uh, sword arm, if I remember. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. He, he's, uh, piss, he's pissy about that. Hires be, or goes find big goes and finds this big old prisoner dude that escaped from prison recently. He finds Uncle Ruckus. He does, <laughs> and they try. And that this episode was just like that. It was just them dealing with the collateral yeah. of what they just did. Dealing yep. with collateral of that. Uh, finishing up, lo- tying up the loose ends from the first episode. Dude gets choked the fuck out. Yeah. Killing dude. I just realized there's like an entire unopened, un- left open string in this episode. Because there was the um, the assassin hired to kill Gene, the one that Gene fights. And he's like, oh, well, I guess my owner just uh, perished as like the, the, the thing like falls apart. He goes, well, I'm going to leave. Uh, if you're finished, come find me. <laughs> well, yeah, like there's a bunch of things that are left open where it's oh, like... Oh, the innkeeper. The, the innkeeper. Yeah. 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 No, there's a bunch of things like that where it's like you get you get characters that don't actually die and they're like, hey, you know what? A- after your journey's over, come find me. We'll do stuff. Like there's a bunch of that. I, I think a lot of this was written as if it was like an in-between journey. Like these guys just got together like on their journey through vagrantism or whatever they're doing. Yeah. And like the plot threads that come up from this journey aren't really explored because we're here about this specific journey, yep. not for what Gene is up to. Yeah, it's it's a potential for like if if they want it or if Watanabe wanted to do more in this it world. Not, that's not what yeah, I know. that's written for. Okay. Cause the man had a specific goal. In <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think he did well with it. He he will never make Bebop two. He doesn't. He doesn't make twos. No Bebop. No, two. it's not that he doesn't make no them. Bebop. He just has specific goals in mind. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. 
Bebop is going to end here. You're not going to know whether Spike is dead or not. I'll make a movie, though. That's not takes in the place, same place in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but after, like, after you watch these two episodes, though, it's kind of like uh, a while before we get to the next like plot progressive episode. No. I mean, you guys yeah. said all the two parters. Mafia is literally directly after the first yeah. two episodes. It's three and four, where yeah. they go to the town where there's uh they go to the actual. Uh, Ido, right? No, this the- is before Ido. Ido's like I think Ido's maybe Ido's Ido's the sex trafficker and the artist. That yeah, that's after the mafia. The mafia. I thought that was simultaneous. No, the sex oh. trafficker and the artist, or the artist was a, its own episode. That's like I, episode. I thought it was nine. two. No, episode no, nine is not that. Episode nine is the weed episode. We had determined this when I was go- when we were pe- pulling up episodes. Maybe it's seven. I don't know. It's not, not seven. Seven's the recap. So that just leaves five or six. I don't know why we're mathing this out. Right I don't now. know why we're mathing this out either. Okay, so let's talk about the epi- episode with the two Yakuza's uh, kind of dealing with each other. So we enter this town. Um, they all split up to go find money because they're all broke as shit. And uh, Fu's running the uh, gambling den, if I remember correctly. No, Fu gets uh, captured, or Fu gets a job offering, and it just turns out to be a geisha house. Yep. Uh, okay. Because she's in a geisha house, and then she escapes the geisha house, and then wanders into the uh, gambling hall. So, yeah. uh, Mugen and Jean both take up uh, jobs. Jean, uh, take, uh, Jean takes up a job because... This kid goes around, or this mm. dumb kid goes and attacks um, this rival Yakuza's people to protect uh, a girl that he likes. The Yakuza that uh, own the gambling hall, Mugen goes to work for them. Yeah. Jin goes to actually help the I kid. Guess, police. No, it's the kid because, no, it's a different Yakuza family. It's the oh, old, that's right. traditional the old Yakuza yeah. family. That uh, was originally there. Yeah, got his like shit pushed in. Yeah, kid was the one that was. Yeah, that I want that IOU. Yep. Uh, so all that uh, that all happens. Uh, Mugen ends up getting really angry at the yakuza that he's working for because that guy's just trying to make him work for him, like, or just be there not actually do anything and is also trying to just take control of gene which gene does not like being controlled gene like or not gene uh mugen mugen does not like being controlled at all uh they end they end up coming this huge conflict where it comes down to we're gonna do this gambling we're gonna do a gambling thing where if i win or if we win we get uh you don't kill the kid if you win, um, you get all of our lands. Yeah, something like that. And so they go to the gambling den. They don't have the the roll the dice roller, and Fu escapes from her ja- from her from the geisha house and gets immediately picked up. Watch this trick shot. And does the dice rolling, which 
throws off the plan of the other Yakuza because they were planning to have their own cheater show up and cheat. Yep. So dice get rolled, and it turns out that the exact opposite of what the evil Yakuza guy wants happens. I forget which was the result, which was either he gets all the property or... No, he gets to kill the kid, except yeah. his father stands up and says, like, nah, uh, you, want a, you want a life? I'll give you a life. Yeah. And then commits kills, uh, Sudoku. Yeah, kills himself, yeah. And that, and that throws everything out of whack and kind of just leave the town. I don't remember a whole lot from this. Yeah, this is the Obviously. that I was my, like, uh. My takeaway from this episode was that Mugen ate a crab whole. And I don't know if it was a soft shell crab or if it was a normal crab, because you can't normally eat a crab shell. It's not really explained, <laughs> but he did eat a whole crab. He, he bit into the crab, and I was like, "That's not gonna have." So good. Speaking I think of eating, I don't know. It was crunch, like it crunched loud. Speaking well, yeah. of eating, up next starts with an eating contest. That it does. <laughs> So, so to put into context what happened before, uh, they have money somehow, uh, but they also each of them have to put something up, and then I think Mugen and Fu use money, and then Jin just uses swords. Yeah. Oh no, Mugen uses his sword. Jin uses his sword, and Fu uses money. Yes. And uh, no, Fu has no. Fu, Fu had to put puts her uh, dagger up. Yeah. Oh, she actually carries none a dagger. of them had money because it was a free. Contest. Yeah. You just had to put something up. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, they it's an eating contest. Eat all you can. There's people there that are known competitive eaters in that town who are favorited to win some dark horses and then a really tall guy wearing a hat. And he's 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 pretty important. Keep keep an eye on him. Um so they're going at it. They're eating. Everyone's going down. Jin goes down in the stupidest way. He's just like, I, I can't. I mean, get my sword Jin, back. Jin, Please. Jin doesn't eat a whole lot. Yeah. Of Jin yeah. eats enough and goes, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Mugen eats enough to throw up. <laughs> and then, so it's basically down to three people: Fu, uh, the tall guy with the hat, and last year's champion. Last year's champion. Uh, last year's champion falls because she can't have it anymore. And then it's just Fu and big guy. They're not stopping. Like Fu has no intentions of stopping, but a fly gets in front of her. So she and she tries to smash the fly, and she did the sign of "I'm full." Yeah. And yep. they're like, "Oh, she's done." And she's like, "Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm not done though." Nani. And then big guy Nani. gets up, his hat flies off, and you see he ain't no Japanese man. He's no. a Danish Danish boy. <laughs> he's he's a Danish boy. He he's, big from, old, he's from Holland. He big all European man. <laughs> he, he big European man. And then he comes and like he finds them afterwards and he's like, Hey, samurai guys, you cool. Effectively, we have the first known weeb in all of history. Yes, the first known <laughs> weeb in all of history. <laughs> Um, so he's just like, oh, uh, I don't actually want to keep these swords in, in junk. Like, I'll give them back to you. Just like tour guide me around, please. And they're like, uh, oh, uh, I don't, I just want you to give our swords back. And Jin's like, wait, I'm known as a tour guide. Oh, uh, yes. Fancy tour guide. <laughs> I can do this. I need those swords back. So they lead the guy around town and it's like, oh, this is cool. And then, you know, there's some police guys running around. They're like, hey, have you seen a foreigner? 
well, it turns out the, the the time setting for this is in Edo, Japan, where foreigners weren't really accepted into Japan. Uh, up there until... Was, there was a specific port they were allowed to exist in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they could not be in the mainland. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Japan is very, was very isolationist up until like... Gee, uh, I wonder. The, I, like 18... Like I mean, the, the 1900s. Edo period ended in 1868. Yeah, I think so the 1900s like was when they finally stopped being isolationist. Open yeah. the borders. Stop having them be closed. And there was nothing they could do about it, so they opened them anyway. This is Bill Wirtz. Well, when you have a fucking video. cannon pointed at you, <laughs> yeah. there's not really much else you can Huge do. Huge ships true. with guns, gunboats. Um, but they go to eat at a place, and the police come in, and then they're like, hey... We're looking for a foreign guy. Uh, you seen anything about this? And Mugen starts his shit. And, and then they start prodding Mugen. And then Mugen's like, nah, fuck <laughs> no, you. Fuck you guys. What if I am? Like, uh, <laughs> Mugen, stop. And then they just look at him and they're like, wait, you have blonde hair and blue eyes. It's you. <laughs> they're colluding with him. Keep, keep them all. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Gotta run away. Insert Benny Hill music. Insert Hill. running away music. Uh, they get away, and they're like, oh, we're not done. You still have more to show me. So they go to a opera house, or a theater house. I don't know what they're called. Kabuki theater. Is it a kabuki theater? Probably. Okay. They go to a kabuki theater, and you know, it's like, they're encapsulated by it. Well, I mean, the tall Holland guy is encapsulated by it. The other ones are like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then he's like, oh, she's beautiful. I love her. And then Fu's just like, wait, what? It's not a, it's not a girl. It's not a woman. Yeah. That yeah, that's a kabuki theater then. Yeah, and yeah. then they go down and they're like, "Oh, I want to see you." Oh, you're not a, a woman, you're a man. Even even better. better. <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and he tells them about, "Oh, I was studying bushido," and and like it, I, uh, it was weird. I actually want to read more about bushido now to find out how much of that was factually relevant and how much of it was like exaggerated. I mean, it's coming from a European who doesn't actually know shit about the Bushido. Yeah, but what it, what it comes down to is that he had heard of somewhere to find the samurai that Fu was looking for. Yeah, the uh, the important part here that like rewatching this recently, uh, the important part here is that the uh, dude from Holland is Christian. And that's yes. why he knows yes. who the samurai who smells the sunflowers is. And that's why it's even relevant. Yep. Yep. Because the very end of the episode is like, oh, you want to go to Nagasaki? Yep. That's where you're going. And, or no, he doesn't say Nagasaki. He says... Be careful who you show that to. Yeah, be careful who you show that to and give points them in a direction but does not directly tell them Nagasaki because they don't learn Nagasaki till... No, he, no, he, says, he Nagasaki. says Nagasaki. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Because they, they have you're to... Gonna, that's you're going to look get, for more information at Nagasaki. Okay. Yeah. That's where they have to cross the border and that's when they get into that shit. But uh, they learn of the other town name much later in the series. Oh, yeah. There's the, the second smaller town, town yeah. next to Nagasaki that yeah. they need to go to. An island okay. specifically. Okay. So next up is an episode that is easily just called the weed episode. So, so they need to cross into the next area, but they get these, what they think are real port passports to let them through, uh, not nah, dog their forgeries. Yeah, they buy forgeries and get caught by the strict border uh, border guard, 
um, who are going to execute them unless they deliver this bounty head of a dude that they executed that had a bounty. But here's the thing is that they really aren't even allowed to execute them. It should just be a misdemeanor at best for what they did. But it's just the, the guy dude, is like, the I kill people. Flexing his muscles. Yeah, yeah. flexing his muscle. But most of the time it should just be like a uh, small citation. Don't, we'll deport hey, you. Yeah. This is also the Edo period. Yes, where they- I know. I'm not, you're doing it again. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying what it should have been. Again, they yeah, mentioned that. It, the, the guy with the glasses mentions that. Yes. Okay. Continue. I mean, I don't have to be the only one. So, uh, <laughs> the uh, border patrol captain is like, "All right, I'll give you an ultimatum. Deliver this head to the next town over. I'll let your friends go. You guys can go through the border. I'll just pretend this never happened. You have twenty-four hours. You have twenty-four hours." Easy. So they pick the fastest runner out of the group, Mugen. Mugen. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you deliver this head to the town guard and the next town over. Yep. You have 24 hours to return. Yep. And you can go through the border. And he takes off running. Running through the, running through the forest. There's gags along the way. And uh, discovers a group of warrior priests that are ready to uh, start the revolution to seize the means of production if you will. <laughs> to fight the society fight the society because down view, with society because <laughs> they view uh, the Edo period's society as too weak yep because they're uh, leftover relics from the um, warring states period yeah warring states so uh the uh, Tengu dude is going to be like, yep, yeah, I'm just going to execute this dude because he is one of my uh, ninjas on a fucking in a bag. So I'm just going to execute this dude because he discovered my like crop and everything. Yep. Uh, shenanigans ensue with the uh, uh, other the, border yeah, person the, that's following him. The, the narrator of the entire the episode. actual protagonist of this episode. Yeah. Yep. Shenanigans ensue, and uh, the crop suddenly catches fire. <laughs> their, their crop of weird grass. Opium. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's opium. You're right. <laughs> if you, yeah, they wouldn't have weed there. But yeah, so this uh, this field catches fire. Uh, the two, the Fu and um, Jin are about to get executed, and the smoke from this <clears throat> opium fire drifts over there and makes everybody go crazy and wild. And yep. the, the gate is thrown open. Yep. Fu and Jean make and their escape. A bunch of people get can get through, but yeah, mainly Fu and Jean get through. And Everyone's having the time of their happen lives. Happen upon Mugen, the protector, <laughs> and the Tengu. All high as balls. Because the opium is still burning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, they were in ground zero of the opium burning. <laughs> like the residual was only like the wind blew it that way, and then it did, and then blew the wind blew a different way at some point. So it's it stopped. They were all just see. My favorite part about this episode is it's really just a parallel to the mushroom episode from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yep, one hundred percent. It is. Uh, so after that, we have, um, a next, our next, like, kind of character-driven episode, which is, 
uh, Mugen and Fu are training Beatles to fight in a underground arena. <laughs> well, it's cockfighting. They come up into a town. Yeah. They need to start making money for the place they're staying at because it's just downpouring for days. Mugen was supposed to be security. Quits that job because it's Mugen. Because <laughs> fuck working for people. And is in, and starts beetle fighting and starts trading his beetle for beetle fighting. Beetle sumo wrestling. Gene takes a job that was supposed to be used for his sword skills and then ends up uh, running an eel shop. <laughs> yep. And while running the eel shop, he runs into this girl who is on her last day of freedom before going becoming a geisha. Yep. And Jean kind of falls in love with her. Ish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. He wants to rescue her. Uh so the the main focus of the plot of this episode is Jean attempt uh Jean constantly going to her talking to her uh using their money to go talk to her and try to and wanting to escape with her. Yeah. But her, but her just sign having been signed off to her fate of no I'm I'm here now I live here yeah. now. Well, it's not that she's signed off to her fate. Oh it's no, that she's accepted the fact that she's the bottom, like bottom of the totem pole yeah. for her society, like where she's living, and she realizes she's just collateral to her husband's gambling debt. Well, she wasn't. She married into money. But what they didn't realize is that he had a gambling problem. Yeah, and then he lost and then all his when money. He lo- when he accrued a large amount of debt, he sold her off. So she had to go from one expectation to the next, and it really kind of yeah. broke her. So, uh, Jin eventually breaks her out yeah. and gets her into a, a safe house across the river. Yeah, he breaks her out, sends her across the river to a safe area, to the safe house where... People can be free of that kind of stuff and away from her husband, who is an asshole. Yeah. But yeah. You never get to see that beetle again. Nope. No. Every time they make a ton of money, the next episode, they're broke again. I think it's pretty telling what happens every time they make money. They spend it. (laughs) They spend it because they are on this constant journey throughout Japan. Yeah. And they yeah, have to deal they with spend it on necessities, and they spend a shitload of it on food. Yeah, so much on food. Whenever, whenever they, whenever they have an episode that they start with money, it's always when they go to like when they eat something. That's when the complications occur. Food restaurant place. Yeah, we I we want the most expensive food we can have. Yep. Why we have all this money? Give me food. Give me food. Except the episode where Mugen convinces them to go to this really expensive place and they're like, how are we going to pay? He's like, bye. Ah, bye. Yeah. What? Dine and dash. The fuck? Gene leaves. Yeah. That's like the very end, though. Yeah, that's in that's the baseball episode. It's the baseball episode <laughs> that, no. that happens in. But um, So we get the Beatle and Geisha thing. We really get an in, insight into Gene's like, personal struggles. And all yeah. of that. Uh, after this, we go into Mugen's backstory. So we uh, are on like one of the capes in Japan, and we stumble upon Mugen's old stomping grounds with the like pirates of I don't remember Kyushu. Exactly. Was it? I think it's Kyushu. I don't remember exactly the island, but I don't uh, know if 
We stumbled upon Mugen's old stomping grounds where he used to uh, loot and pillage the spice trade. I don't think they're his old stomping grounds, but he falls. He we run into his old uh, his, his old compatriots. His old, his compatriots. Old, compatriots. Yeah, yeah. Because he he he. I think he's from Kyushu or Hokkaido. One of the two. He's he's from one of the more tropical areas of Japan for sure. Yeah. yeah. But um, he stumbles upon his old crew, and uh. Some like background stuff's going on, and uh, Mugen's basically sucked up into this uh plot to take out some of the shogunate's uh spice, if I remember correctly. It was spice or rice, one of the two. Uh, well, no. it, it's pretty much no, it's uh, stealing. so there's two, there's two things there's his background of when they originally did this to him. Well, like they uh, his this person backstabs Mugen, yeah. The first time it was for a, a boatload of, of uh, sugar, I think. Yeah, it was sugar because this time it was a boat of things. a boat of gold. Yeah, this was they were going to steal this uh, boat of gold and have it be all the money they need for the rest of their lives, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um. So while this is going on, uh, Jean and Fu discover that the cr- the pirate crew has been pitting young boys and like the the town's men against each other yep. and to trying to find crew members. Yep. And basically left the town deserted. Yep. In doing so. So like that, I think Gene caught on to it first where it was basically a trap from the start. Uh, we get into Mugen's backstory with his uh, two friends yep. like when they grew up in the slums of the village or whatever or in the poor part of the village. And uh, I don't remember if Mugen kills the dude that backstabs him or not. Uh, he d- uh, no, Gene no. does. Gene does. That's right. Yeah, Gene kills the guy that backstabs him, but Mugen kills the other two. If I no, remember, just right. the one. Oh yeah, just the one. The dude. Yeah, because he leaves the uh, the girl by herself because she's realized early that. She can't get anywhere by herself. She's a weak individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she uh, relied on this asshole because there's not much else she can do. Yep. And textbook she, parasitic relationship. Yep. Yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, the first time he gets burned is when we meet the three brothers the first time. Yes. The three brothers at the end of the series yeah, yeah, which yeah, we'll yeah. get into later but yeah. like this is where we actually see it happen yeah um so that's really Mugen's backstory it kind of shows his like lack of respect for society and lack of respect for rules yep because yep. he's a pirate mm-hmm. and he deals with backstabbing assholes all the time sure does uh so next episode we have every uh, all three of them again this big old fight Decide to go their own separate ways. And this is along this is along a river with like the archer and everything, right? If yeah. Quickly. Yeah. This is the river with the archer, and then Gene has his uh, fighting people from his old dojo. That's right. You don't want to talk about the ninja episode? Well, was the ninja episode before this or ap- after this? Ninja episode is right after. Uh, oh, okay. Mugen's backstory. So we'll talk about the ninja episode because I definitely couldn't remember where it was. Uh. So. We got so we have an episode where they all uh, have 
a decent amount of money, and Gene and Mugen go, oh, look, it's a red light district. We're going to go in here. <laughs> Fu unable to go into the red light district because she is female. Uh, so they go in, go to the biggest uh, geisha house, or the biggest, most expensive geisha house they can. Go find... Oh, yeah, because they found uh, counterfeit coins in the river. They yep. found a shit ton of gold in the river that was dropped by a ninja. Um, so they're there. They're going through all the best women. They uh, they find uh, they find one that they both are interested in. Mugen wins the rock, paper, scissors to get to have her, and Jin gets left with all the other ones. They had like 12 geishas in there, and Jin gets left with all the other ones. Yep. Uh, so while... Mugen is getting ready to uh, have fun with this geisha. This geisha is spying on the next room where all the secret underground dealings are going on. And uh, she constantly is going, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll, I'll rock your war- world if we just go into that room real quick. If you kill all these people, if we go down this elevator, if we kill all these people. Yeah. And she goes, and this whole episode is Mugen is being manipulated by this woman that he wants to have sex with to do literally everything. Well, yeah, because Mugen is a man of emotions. Yeah. And he lets his emotions get the better of him. And the very end, just she's walking with her ninja compatriot and she, and he's like, oh, yeah, that guy was an asshole. And she's like, yep, that's the guy I'm going to marry. marry. <laughs> it's just like, ah. Fun little silly episode with ninjas and Mo- watching Mugen just get manipulated the entire episode. I enjoy Mugen heavy episodes, and this was yeah. fun. It was just a fun episode I wanted to talk about. Yeah. It was very different, which was nice. Yeah. It was a very action-heavy episode, not not a lot of just, like, interpersonal relationships as much. Yep. Uh... In the background, we always ha- we watch Fu trying to sneak into the red light district to get them out of their fucking geisha house. Uh, so next up is the split up, where they all go their separate ways because of fight. Um, Mugen ends up running into this, or getting uh arrow shot at him by this dude with a bow. and goes, I want to kill that guy. Because Mugen's an asshole like that. Yeah. I mean, you get hit by an arrow, you, you want to go kill the person that hit you with an arrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 100%. M- Mugen wants to kill anyone that Mugen? just fights him. Yeah, Mugen <laughs> wants yeah. to kill anyone that looks strong. Let's let's be real honest here. Do you have a weapon on you? Mugen probably wants to fight you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mugen starts trying to find this person. Uh Fu ends up actually running into this person on accident because yeah. she falls into a river or something, if I remember right. Yeah, she falls off, uh, she falls off the waterfall and then the archer yep. dude saves her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she uh, learns more about the archer dude where he... Um, the archer dude gives more information on the world government, if I remember correctly. Yes. Where the, where, where the shogunate is like a bunch of assholes. Yeah, because yep. they... Uh, Left his village for dead after a disease, if I remember correctly. Yep. It's been a second. They There was a disease in his village that was like death, uh, like deadly and everything. And they just, instead of, uh, they just isolated the village, said, it won't get out of this village. 
and all the people died of it in the village and could except for him because he was not in the village when the plague hit. Mm-hmm. Um and Mugen is dealing with uh people from his uh, a person from his old dojo that You mean Jin is dealing oh, with yeah, from Jin. his old dojo. Sorry. Is dealing with a person from his old dojo coming after him trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's where we learn that uh it's where we learn a little bit more about him killing his own ma- his old master. Yep. Uh, so Jin ends up killing that dude. Mugen and uh, we Mugen ends up catching up to these uh, Shogunate police that are looking for the dude with the bow, and they mistake Mugen for him at one point, and then they realize no, do. it's not him. Uh, Mugen runs into. Her and that dude, Mugen, being told that he's a serial killer but doesn't care. He just wants to fight the dude. Yeah. Uh, I forget how why Mugen ends up not finding him, but uh, the sh- the Shogunate police show up, uh, attack him. Yeah, uh, this this uh, these two episodes are really drawing a blank for me, to be honest. Uh, all I remember was he was lit on fire. He jumps down the waterfall, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, and then everybody, and then the group gets back together because they realize that they were all being assholes. It was also like pouring rain too, right? They were yeah, like, yeah. It was difficult to find everyone. Everyone was up or down the river. Yeah, shit was going down. Next up is the Blind Assassin, which is a really cool episode. Yeah. yeah, it is. This is this is one hundred percent like a very cool episode that I can remember. So this episode starts; they're all in like a bar, and this uh, performer doing their. Uh, I forget. I forget the actual term for it. Yeah, I I know the she had a shamisen, which is the uh, instrument she was using, but she's uh, doing her singing performance and everything in the bar. Um gets her money and comes to sit down next to everybody. Mugen, of course, being the horn dog he is, wants to bang her. Um, and we find out that she's blind and she ends up joining the party and the party and, jo- you know, and I mean, we find that travels. out pretty, pretty early. Yeah. But she joins them on their travels. Uh, they travel around. She, well, she asks them to accompany her to her next destination. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is on the way to theirs. No. Wasn't it? I don't no, think so. It, it was is. off the beaten path. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. But but they would continue on for a bit onto their path, and then right, uh, they would split when they when their paths would divert. Yep. Um. So throughout the entire thing, we're having this whole interpersonal drama where Mugen is getting very close to her. She and Mugen seem very close. We're watching Fu kind of going that I don't like that. Because Mugen sees her for a as a person, which is actually kind of surprising, considering Mugen's kind of a like dickhead yeah. to women. Yeah, like she he actually sees her as like a person and not as a like blind performer that's just an oddity. Yeah, and something that should be sympathized with. And so uh, we we. As we approach their splitting off point from her, she asks that she asks Fu if she can have one of them. Yep. Yeah. To, to accompany her on the last leg of the journey because she's blind. Yeah. So Fu uh, ends up get, letting Jin go with her. 
instead of Mugen. And they get a decent distance away from the party. And then uh, the lady pulls out a spear and starts attacking Jin, saying that she's here to stop their journey now. Yep. Uh, and looks like she kills Jin, but doesn't because Jin always falls into a river and never dies. He's real good at it. I mean, yeah. Every every time he lo- he looks like he loses a fight, he falls into a river and he ends up outside the river like alive again. Actually really funny, yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time it happens. So, uh he so he ends up losing that fight because because they were fighting on a rope bridge and he just cuts the uh, the rope bridge gets cut at some point and yeah he, he cuts he, it. Call, he calls yeah. it a draw he's like yeah. fuck this shit I'm out because yeah. this bitch is reading my moves and I'm a classically trained samurai so it's really easy to read my moves yeah yep. I, and I think Mugen and Fu also got attacked by people no like, no no they weren't okay. no they didn't realize what was happening until the second episode yeah. until the next day so because the, ne- yeah. the next day the town that they were at they mentioned that the bridge collapsed and they're like oh wasn't that the way that those two went and then they find uh they find mugen no they find her they find her yeah. and they find jean's glasses yes like, like hey where, where's jean <clears throat> and where did he go it's also funny because uh they they think or mugen doesn't realize the fact that jean can see without his glasses that his glasses don't do anything yeah yeah um so like Mugen's like yeah he's just gonna be walking around blind as a bat and blah 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 blah. Yep. Yep. But he's and I think it's also uh, the point where he realizes uh, the chick is oh. the one that attempted to kill Gene. And yeah. I don't think Food realized it either. No. F- yeah. Food did not know. Food did not. Mugen like Mugen as much as Mugen seems like a bumbling idiot at times. He's very perspe- perceptive when it comes to like stuff like this. Yeah, yes. he, he's he's smart. He's just not. He's not. <laughs> he's not book smart. No, he or, is not or, book smart. He's street uh, smart. That's that's his yeah, character. Yeah, that's his yeah. archetype. Like mm-hmm. I figured as much. That's how it would be. He can see through ruses because he he just mm-hmm. doesn't he uses them on everyone. So, <laughs> uh. They end Can't up use my trick on me. I, they end up finding Gene at some point, if I remember right. Yeah, they find they find his. Uh, no, Gene walks in. <laughs> oh yeah, Gene just walks in at, after he after he fights the. Assassin. Yeah, because Gene Gene saved by Miyamoto Musashi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> oh, I forgot he was saved by Miyamoto Musashi. So, uh, Mugen's fighting. Uh, what's her face? I forget her name. Yeah. The uh, the songs the songstress yeah and uh gene is having a whole like zen moment with a fisherman dude that totally looks like miyamoto musashi and acts like miyamoto musashi and totally wasn't totally wasn't totally couldn't have been bill okay yeah totally couldn't have been the the greatest samurai in all of japan yeah no no his name is bill (laughs) he liked fishing he lived alone. You, you know who also likes fishing? <laughs> you know who also is known to have gone to a famous duel with only a boat paddle and one? No, I know too much fine. about fucking Warring States characters. I played too much yep. games. Yep. But uh, 
So while that's happening, Mugen's like, holy shit, she can read my moves. Yep. Uh, then Jean shows up and gives him some advice on to... Not- well, I think they both collaboratively realize what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And so Jean ends up... Collapsing. Collapsing and... Uh, and Mugen ends up taking her out, effectively. Well, no. She's... She realizes they, that the shogunate has been lying to her this oh, entire yeah. time. Yeah, they're using her son as a as, the bartering chip. But her son's already. But dead. at some point, at some point during these episodes, she, it finally clicked in her mind that her son has been dead. Yeah. So when she's fighting Mugen again, she has the chance to just kill Mugen, but she just stops. And and gets Mugen killed. commits. Yeah. <laughs> commits hockey. No, no, he I doesn't wish. commit Hikiri. That's not doesn't a, commit Sudoku. Does not no, commit Sudoku no. for the third time. <laughs> Mugen fucking kills her, and he's like, "You had me fucking cold. Why didn't you do it?" <laughs> yeah, because he's. How pissed. could you do this to me? No, no, no. It's not him. It's not me that he's worried about. He's pissed that someone gave up. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He's holding. Her. Like, why did you do this to me? Why did you let me kill you? He, he doesn't care that he did it. He's like, why did you give up on the fight? I wanted to finish the fight the correct way. You're both saying the same thing. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) So next episode, I only brought up the zombie episode on here because I had to talk about the weird format thing that I had happen on my phone because it's the only reason I can remember this episode. So So what exactly happened? Because I'm not privy to this. The zombie episode is when they uh, (laughs) discover a mine on their... If, if I remember correctly, somebody put them up to discovering this mine. Yeah. And uh, they find that the mine is still active. Like, there's still people running it. And they're like, okay, we'll take this side job and, like, get some money out of it, right? Because they need money for their uh, journey. Yeah. And uh, they soon start to discover that these people are out of time. Like, they think they're still in the Sengoku period. They're like, oh, yeah, uh, Nobunaga is still, like, kicking it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no 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 and uh it becomes apparent that the people in the mine are basically zombies and the like haitian term zombie and not like the zombie 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 zombie, zombie where yeah. they're like they think they're still alive but they've been dead for 200 300 years yeah. now like they still have they are still human beings they're just they were convinced yeah. that they were like still alive somehow. Uh, so this this weird episode just goes through all this stuff. It escalates, it escalates, and then a meteor comes in and kills everything. Yeah, and it ends yeah. and it ends on a like ambiguous note because you don't know what happens to our heroes. So here is what happened to me. Yeah, and why I had to put this up here and why it's the one I can remember. Okay. So I was watching this on the Fun- Funimation app. Yeah. Funimation has a next episode button, so when you finish, you hit you hit it, it goes to the next episode. Yeah. So this episode finished and there was no next episode button. And I thought this was the end of the series for a whole five minutes. Mm. I was like, they did not this is not how Shinichiro Watanabe just ends the series, right? <laughs> no, I remember this actually having a conclusion. What the fuck? <laughs> So this is not because of the contents of the episode is because I had that happen. And I don't think it happened to anybody else. And it just was like, 
uh, this period of like the story was weird because it was like this episode and then the baseball episode was like right after it. Yeah, it's it's, it's just he wanted to this one, the graffiti one, and yeah. then the baseball one. Oh yeah, graffiti oh, one. No, was... no, no, sorry, it was this one, graffiti episode, the church, church, and then baseball, baseball. Church is actually important. I can't. I realize we just forgot it. Oh well, because the church is where they get the information on where the island is. Yeah, and. And we learn more about how Christians are in there, which it's and uh, I mean that was who actually is yeah, and who Fu is yeah. The graffiti in that was before the assassin. Okay. Oh. Look. Okay, I can't remember a lot of the episodes. Oh, a lot of a lot of the filler episodes can be placed anywhere. It's just small kind of. details. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, next up, who wants to play baseball? Who wants to Who wants to watch Americans? In the 1800s, being asshole Americans and playing baseball with samurai. And we're done. Yeah. It's hilarious as an American will watch this because I, I get did to not see- like this episode at all. Why? It just felt out of place and weird and not good. I love this episode because I was laughing was at the Americans. The entire- yeah, I love stupid episodes. Yes. It was no. It was actually a stupid episode that actually did nothing and didn't actually give us any character development. Well, it's not that it's character development. It's more of like the it didn't last, give us any world development. It, it didn't give us any time it's period. The development. last hurrah for these characters before we get into the finale. Yeah, because it was. Why does that matter in this? Because they usually send off the characters in a like way like this, where they just have a fun episode before like the shit hits the fan. This is their beach episode. Yeah, this is the. <laughs> This is the effective beach episode because they don't have enough yeah. females to actually carry. I didn't like this episode and I didn't like the zombie episode. I would have rather had an episode where they go to a beach and Jin and Mugen fight a giant kraken. Yeah. That would have been a much more interesting episode. I did not like this one. I did not like the zombie doesn't matter. one. doesn't matter. Baseball doesn't fit the tone of the yes, show. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> when you, you tell have, me baseball have, is more relevant Rob, to the story. We have rapping samurai talking into their the, sword hilts like their microphones. This is hip hop traveled back then, Matt. No, it didn't. Hip hop <laughs> travels time. Okay. <laughs> it transcends like, reality. <laughs> It also, is a genre. also, this series was about like Japanese culture embracing outsider culture, like that was the whole sub thing of this series, Embrace right? Embrace the like, Kraken. Japanese culture no, the embracing Western culture, and like that's where the whole hip hop thing comes yeah. from. That's where the baseball thing comes from. That's where all of that comes from. And they placed it in a time period where Japan was very isolationist, and you were dealing yeah. with like conflicts I- being. I just didn't like the last the zombie one and this one. Yeah, yeah. they felt I, out of, like compared no, to the I, rest of the show, they felt super out of place, and I didn't like. it. I get you. I just well, I I just like watching a baseball episode where they are literally killing all, or beating all of the Americans up in baseball, it so that it only ends in one inning. Even for like silliness, it didn't even follow the same. It didn't follow the same tone either. For the rest of the show. I mean, it was just another detective's episode. Is what it was. It was yeah. Another, every time the detective's was another, in an episode, it was another like, I'm a secret agent detective man, just following stuff around. Yeah, but the the last two times we saw him, it was done better than this one. Interestingly enough, I just I just found this out. This was not Watanabe creating the story from scratch. This was actually an adaptation of a manga. Oh. So what might have happened because these the, because you point out and I'm thinking about it, yeah these episodes do feel off 
This might have been when the manga was like being told, hey, you got to wrap it up. Because uh, that happens in manga. Like, I just if, wrapped it up. If Well, so like you are given like five chapters, right? So if you know your your ending can be three chapters long, which is what it, which is probably what happens. Yeah. You have two chapters that you you can try to like branch out and do weird stuff to see like what you can do with your next series. Or like one-off things. Or yeah, do. like one-off things that you want to do just to have fun. Um, and that might have been what these episodes were. I don't. Uh, I don't know. The I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But like them not being on theme is. I have to disagree. I'm sorry. All right. Anyways, and finally, we have our finale, which is a three-parter. It's the only three-parter in the series. Yep. And we have. Uh, they finally make it to the area that we that we are going to. Each. Each character in the main trio gets their conflict, like, their conflict, basically. Yeah. So we have uh, they all pretty much come clean as to their pasts and their backstories. And everyone's like actually friends now. Yeah. Like Fu explains that they're going to go find her father. Yep. Um, uh, Gene explains to them that he killed his master. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like and it was a surprise to him when he did it like yeah. it yeah. wasn't something that he premeditated or anything like that like yeah, it yeah. was his master showed up in the middle of the it's night something we learned i don't think it's something the other two the other two yeah no no, no. they he he just states to them that he killed his master because that's something yeah. that no that they never got the context for yeah um but it's then, something we as the viewer learn but not yeah, the, the and we learn later through him going through flashbacks and everything that his master just attacked him. Yeah. Um, and then Mugen just explains pretty much what we already knew about Mugen. He used to be a pirate. Yeah, he used to be a pirate, and he like finally accepts these two people as his friends because yeah. he never really has friends. Like he's just a vagrant that occasionally has assholes following him around. Yep. So after this whole everybody becomes friends. Fu goes by herself to go meet her dad. Yeah, because they they get to the point where they need to cross the she, ocean to the. She island. has she has sentiment. She has they sentiment them it's for a, souvenirs. Yeah, <laughs> she has sentiment. It's a it's a popular thing amongst European women. Yeah. Um. So she goes across the. She goes on the boat first. Uh, Mugen and Jean are getting ready to go on the boat and get stopped by the samurai dude. Uh, uh, the shogunate realizes that the songstress failed. Yeah, and we're like, "Yo, you're, uh, yo, you, you're the fucking best we got. Well, you're, that you're the and big bad. That and like, Gene is competent enough to kill the songstress because they don't yeah. know who actually. Killed yeah, they her. don't know that it was Mugen. They were like, they they assumed it was Gene. Yep, and it was like, "Yo, the samurai is good enough for you. Can you finally get up off your ass and?" <laughs> <laughs> Stop and, dealing with your flowers. <laughs> yeah. And go fight him. And so he challenges Gene. Mugen gets on the boat, goes across the goes across. No, you're missing an entire conflict. Oh, the, the, so the three there's these there's these uh three assholes looking for Mugen. Oh yeah. That are just going around the countryside just fucking murdering people trying to find Mugen. Because yep. they're like They're assholes. They're they're assholes. There's one in a wheelchair. 
Yep. One who is, who looks ugly as shit, and then the third one is crazy. Yeah, one is a leper, the other's like gone fucking nuts, and yeah. the other's in a wheelchair. A paraplegic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mugen did crazy fucking shit to these people, apparently. So uh, yeah, they were they were uh in charge of the ship when he was first backstabbed. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> They were the callback to his backstory. So, uh, Schmeagel basically shows up and tells Mugen that, hey, we have Fu on the island. That's right. They capture Fu. That's the end. And Mugen and Gene are like, fuck, we have to go save our friend. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Samurai dude's like, figure it out. (laughs) Mugen's like, fine. Fuck it. I got it. Gets on the boat. Gets on the boat. We have, uh, so we have Fu dealing with uh, being captured by Insane assholes. People. Yeah, on the island in the bay that uh, like where her father lives or whatever. Yep. We have Mugen dealing with Schmeagel on the boat. <laughs> D- does does deals with him pretty well, P- pretty handily. Yeah, and then we have Gene like basically doing his boss fight with the best samurai of the time. Yeah. Uh, so Gene, as is as is tradition, falls into falls into water. Well, yeah, they have like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> falls in the water because he hasn't gotten def- he can't finish his fight yet. Well, I mean, they have like the monologuing thing too, where he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you're exactly like me, and this fight is going to be a hair, but it's going to be a hair in my favor." Yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, and so Gene makes it look like he loses and falls into a river, like he always does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Mugen saves Fu. Mugen basically gets this shit pushed in while Fu figures herself out. Yep. Uh, she meets the Sunflower Samurai and realizes the Sunflower Samurai has been basically dying this entire time that she's been... Well, yeah, because he's old. Well, he's old and he's sick and yeah. he's been he's been chased out of the country by the Shogunate because yeah. he was a Christian. Yep. Because Christianity is not good in he was era. He was a Christian and he was the forefront of a rebel army that was marauding. Yeah. That was the whole thing with the church earlier. Yeah. Was yeah, I know. So to basically tie up loose ends, the Shogunate have been following Fu around and trying to get to the Sunflower Samurai. Yep. I forget his actual name. Uh, it's like something Kasumi. Yeah. Shochiro? Shochiro Kasumi? So. Yeah. So Ichiro. Something like that. Yeah. So uh Bugen basically tells Maniacal Asshole that uh you're not special. <laughs> I've been dealing with getting fucking thrown under the bus for fucking years now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, oh you you uh, I I accidentally ruined your lives. Oh no! I Fuck. Was do you know betrayed. how many? Do you know how many people I've accidentally fucking ruined their lives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh good. Uh, he so he kills the scythe dude. Yeah. He like he basically break dances and kills the fucking scythe dude. And then he gets shot <laughs> by man in wheelchair. By man in wheelchair. And basically, he. Finds and the last brother. The last brother is like, I have a fucking hand cannon, motherfucker. And also, <laughs> and I have Professor Xavier shot him in the yeah. kidney, and he's Ex- like, ah, and Professor Xavier uh, sh- shoots him and then goes, Oh, look, 
I also have a wheelchair full of dynamite. <laughs> and then you guys, you asshole! <laughs> and then blows up. <laughs> and then blows up. And yet Mugen's still not dead. No. So uh, the samurai that's been dispatched to kill the sunflower samurai basically shows up, murders does, him does as of as of his charge. Yeah. When it law states you die, and, and was he, like, okay. "All right, so I have to tie up his next of kin now." Yep. So I'm I sorry, kill food. It, ha- it has to be this way, and so food runs off to the cliff edge, and it's like. You sees explosion. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gene shows up in his Jesus form. Woo! <laughs> Hair all out, glasses his, off. His fucking I succeeded. <laughs> his fucking geese like all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Time time to do this real samurai fight now. And basically does the Phoenix maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Takes you, out you took guy. my hit. Yes, it's the only way I can hit you. <laughs> Takes out Shogunate, dude, and Fu's like, "Holy shit, Gene!" And then an explosion happens. He's like, "Holy shit, Mugen!" Mugen. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're both fine. Well, I mean, they're both in pieces. <laughs> I mean, they have to. They, they were uh, off for like a week or so. They yeah. were out. The retainer dude that was taking care of her father. Yeah, for takes like care of those so. two. Easier than oh. taking care of old man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So when they uh, become conscious, they're getting ready to do their duel because they met the Sunflower Samurai, dude. Yep. And from all of the fighting that they've been doing over these past couple of weeks, their f- swords Sword finally break. break. Yep. Done. We, we In true samurai movie fashion, their swords finally break. We've reached the first. <laughs> we, we cannot fight anymore. <laughs> what, is, what is the term? <laughs> We're so bad at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're so <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> so bad. Their swords break and they collapse from the like force that they were basically yep. putting under the swords. Yep. Then they're out for a week. Then they're out for a week or something like that. And... uh. They, they, get all, they get off the island and they have their conversation yep. about. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the coin, coin flip, flip that we did earlier in the series. Yeah, you got uh, bamboozled. I got bamboozled because I grabbed it and I looked at the bottom and not at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out uh, you guys could kill each other right then and there, but we had this vi- giant nice journey and we all became friends. See you. Yeah, and Fu was like, yeah. Cool. cool. And she's like, See walks on her way, and Mugen and Jean look like, at each other and they just go their separate ways. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. We did it. End of the end of the samurai movie. Done. Yeah. Fu probably dies. Fu probably dies. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Not because her bodyguards aren't around anymore, but because the shogunate would definitely kill her at this point. <laughs> but you know what? Happy ending. <laughs> it is a happy ending, but it is an open ending. Yeah, and yes. it is an open ending for a reason because samurai movies that, are always open ended. So, so yep. I think Mugen dies from that crab shell that he ate. <laughs> Probably, he eats a puffer fish hole and dies. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mugen has no what? What is the word? Caution. All right. Yeah, he has no caution. It is a seven letter word. He doesn't know what it means. <laughs> so he can barely write his name. I forgot we didn't even talk about the episode of Mugen learning to read. I mean, it's my favorite episode, but it's only because of the jokes. Because <laughs> my sister's learning Japanese, and we quote that episode all the time. Uh, so let's get into the animation talk. So fluid, nice animation. Yeah, for its time, it was good. 
I think this was stands this, up. No, it holds up now, now but no, for its this, time, it was like this is one good. of those shows that's like this isn't an anime. This is like this is art. This is art. I like art. I like art too. <laughs> I like uh, this is art. You don't motion. say. Person I like art. You so giga. You like art. I like art. <laughs> uh, music. This. Yeah. This. I is, love me some hip hop. Uh, I watched yeah. I watched the opening and, and the this ending. Is, <laughs> yeah, this is the first <laughs> for time the I whole series. The well, no, granted, I watched endings before and openings before, but this is the first time that I watched both for so, the whole series. For uh, the whole series, the OP and ED are the inspirations for this whole lo-fi period that's going on right now. I wouldn't doubt it. I like it. <laughs> lo-fi beats to chill and study. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love lo-fi. Like, all the so music good. in this show, though, like yeah, yeah, all the music in this show is like great, great. A. But like the OP and ED, especially the ED, is yeah. like the stuff that's like this and vaporwave are basically causing lo-fi to really crop up in recent years. Yep, vaporwave is dead. vaporwave is fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> dead. All right, as I hold my Macintosh four twenty. <laughs> Here we are. Floral like, shop album. With, with, we, with are, the anything with the did. bus. <laughs> is there anything else anybody wants to talk about this before we rank it? No. No. I all mean, right. we all know where it's going. A. A. Uh, S. S. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You need to explain why you think this is worse than it is. I why you think nobody this thinks is worse it's than worse it. than it is. That's not. No. I don't it think it's not my S. cup of tea. That's it. Because this is this is definitely an S show. I've I have always felt this is an S show, but that's because I love all Shinichiro Watanabe. So like, so I love this. I still don't think it's an S. I mean, I liked it. It was a good show, but like again, you have to look at the S category. What really goes there? What is the definition of an S? Do we have an S there? Cowboy yes. Bebop. Yes, we have Madoka Magica. Madoka Magica. This, that we do. Like, this is an anime that is 100% like gateway material to anime. Yeah, like this This belongs in the S category. Sure, it's not for everyone because it's also like you're dealing with... Like, is that how samurai. all the S's are going to be? Is that it's not for everyone? Because you can honestly say Madoka Magica is not for everyone. I will say it's not for everyone. It, yeah, It's not... Nothing it's also, is. It's also genre defining, and this is also yeah, genre this defining. Yeah, genre defining anime. Oh, I'll give it to you guys then. Put it in the S. <laughs> I'll concede my rank. Will you concede? Yeah. Okay. I was surprised that we you actually yield. had this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get him in the future. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. We have a bartering chip now. So we'll get into a spirited anime debate. So I know soon. last episode I said we do a thing because <laughs> they they forced an issue. Wait, yeah. we may have, we may have strangled that. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't privy to this. So Rob, this wasn't degenerated. Well, it was. It was, but it was number two on the list. What was number one? Some weird bullshit that Matt liked. More China shit. <laughs> no, it wasn't China shit. But Matt. Matt decided instead we're going to do in true degenerator order because Rob was going to be here. True degenerator. So while Matt yeah. readies the Wait, degenerator. No, what was the first show? On uh, Yariko. What is that? <laughs> exactly. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> I assume you guys looked at the synopsis first and then said, No, no, no. They Samurai would not Champlu let me have. Two. It is the 15th year anniversary of Samurai Champloo. It is also an artsy as fuck show. 
So we literally strangled Matt. For yeah, the they shit. would not even let me put up an argument. Yeah, when we when we post the thing up, you should hear our. I craziness. probably will. <laughs> you. If I have to listen to the raw, listen to the raw. <laughs> like they would not <sighs> let me have what I wanted. Right. Great. I hope we get something fun. Something randomized. Great. We basically held Matt at gunpoint. Sound of the sky. I don't know what no, this is. No, it's causing a stigma again. <laughs> oh, Matt, look what's number three. Yeah, guess what? We're not doing that again. What number four, number school days. Neo Yokio. No, that's the highest it's ever been. <laughs> Wait, what is the list? One through four. Oh. Sound of the Sky, Tokyo ESP, Neo Yokio, school days, Skip Beat is number five. Oh, I want all five of those. <laughs> Do we know what this one is? I don't know what this one is. I, If I remember it correctly, I'm pretty sure it's close to a Kazuno Stigma clone. If it's the same thing I'm thinking of. Let's find out. Sound of the Sky? Sound of the Sky. I'm assuming it's this one. Is this... Yeah. Uh, Sound of the Sky. Okay. Uh, do you want me to pull, pull up on the big screen? Now? Yeah. Okay. It's not. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, it's something different then. All right. Uh, On the outskirts of the country of... (laughs) Zoom in on Google Chrome. Helvetia rests the tranquil town of Seas. Upon its couple streets, citizens go about their daily lives undisturbed by the increasingly tense military relations between Helvetia and the neighboring Roman Empire. Did you say lesions? That's liaisons, isn't it? That's Helvetica. Helvetica, whatever. I've said it differently like four times. Yes, there is. No. H E L V E T I A. There's a C. Where's there a C? What? What? I mean, what? I lost lost H E L V E T I A. Oh. Helvetia. Helvetia. It is under these circumstances that the 121st platoon of the Helvetia. 1121st. That's what I said. You said 121st. 1121. Army stationed at the Clock Tower Fortress in Seas receives a new recruit in the young spirited Katana Sarami, having joined the military to fulfill her dream of learning to play the bugle. <laughs> she oh excitedly God. accepts the tutelage of Sergeant Major Rio Kazumiya, who happens to be a skilled trumpeter. Along work working alongside them are the aloof mechanic Noel Kanagai and feisty gunner Kurahai Sumino. Suminoya and the compassionate captain Felicia Hirman. We get to Hiding. see the things together. That they experience the beauty of life and seas and the lasting joy of a community that has persevered in spite of the crumbling world around them. Oh. We go into the bugle corpse. <laughs> the uh, does this have a dub? <laughs> what? I'm, I, a, I'm do, a dude when I want to do I. It is Aniplex. It is. Is it an Aniplex? It is, so I'm oh. assuming there is only subtitled. Yeah, it's probably just subtitled on Crunchyroll. Uh, I don't know what the fuck this is, but we're How many apparently episodes? Gonna, 12? Yeah. It is, uh, it it is, is an by original. A1 Pictures, so it's this not could be good. Or this could yeah, be there's, the mean, A1 Pictures is one of two things. <laughs> According to the background, it wasn't based on any existing media. So Yeah. It aired in 2010. 2010. It has a 7.559, which is average. In Woo. 2010, that was a year before I graduated. That was the Gratitated. same year as Modica. What was the year I graduated? <laughs> Gratitated. That was the year I graduated. All right. So, 
Jesus. With that, cute girls doing military things. Apparently, I it's I love cute, it. It's cute girls doing military <laughs> things. Now military I need to get sci-fi an al- music Henry. slice of life. Henry, can I get an altered militia bugler of that girl then? Probably. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cool. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so that is it for twenty six and under. This has been Matt, Gob, Henry, Robert. <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> Signing off, Gob. <laughs> <laughs> see you later guys bye bye <laughs>